Hi everyone, my name is Michael McKee and I'm the pastor at Newland Presbyterian Church. It is an honor to be here with you this evening. Uh, I'm grateful for the time that you're taking uh, out of your evening to devote yourself for just a little bit uh, to prayer and to this Avery County Facebook Live revival. Um, I'm grateful for Philip Green and a lot of the uh, work that he's done to make this possible, and also for Joe Ingham, who spoke last night, uh, introducing to us this topic of the Lord's Prayer and of the name um, that we seek to make holy in our lives. I'm, I'm grateful for Brent Snyder, who will speak later in the week, uh, and also for Jamie Shell. Um, Philip is the pastor at Newland Christian. Uh, Joe Ingham is the pastor at Emmanuel Baptist. Brent Snyder is the pastor at Minneapolis Baptist, and Jamie Shell at Minneapolis Christian. Um, perhaps uh, you are already part of a church family, and if so, I'm grateful for that. But maybe you're tuning in tonight, and you have nowhere to go, nowhere to be. You haven't sensed God's leading you to a congregation of fellow believers. And so on behalf of all of us, I would like to welcome you to our churches. Um, I think that God is doing some good things and some big things at this time, and certainly joining us together uh, with the church family is a big part of that. Um, so this evening, what I'd like to do as we continue with this theme of the Lord's Prayer, uh, I'd like to shift into that second clause, um, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But before we get there, I'd kind of like to lay out for you um, on this board, the Lord's Prayer. If you are at home and you have a piece of paper handy or a notebook and a pen, I, I invite you to just grab something that you can use to write on. Because at the end of this, I hope that you will have a tool that will enable you to go deeper in your prayers, uh, to pray the Lord's Prayer um, more consistently and with greater depth. And, and I hope that this will in turn draw you closer to the Father through the Son in the power of the Spirit. Um, before we get there, let's remember that we're working out of Luke chapter 11 and that one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples came and said to him, Lord, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. And he said to him, when you pray, Say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. This is the word of the Lord. It's the model prayer that Jesus taught. You can find it in other places. Matthew's version includes kind of a final line um, and uh, protect us from the evil one. So as we shift, I want to begin to get some of that prayer on the board. And so hopefully this will be a teaching that will be valuable to you. We're going to draw a hexagon up here. And... 
I invite you to copy this onto your paper. Uh, or maybe once we are working through this, you can take a screenshot if you'd like. So let's, let's move through the prayer and let's get that on the board. Here's the Lord's Prayer. The first clause, which um, Joe spoke on last night, um, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Um, much of this teaching is coming from uh, a fellow I found quite valuable named Mike Breen and his book, uh, Building a Discipling Culture, if you'd like to look this up uh, or read more about it. Uh, but in this teaching, the, the first clause is really about the Father's character. And so we can write that on the board. The Father's character. Who, in other words, who is the one to whom we are praying? Jesus tells us to pray, Father. Um, the God to whom we are praying is also our Father. Um, the Spirit, when we come to trust in Christ, is planted in our hearts and gives us the ability as Christians to call out to God, uh, Abba, Father. And this, this word Abba that Jesus is telling us to use is one of, of closeness, of intimacy, um, of tenderness. It's like what my five-year-old daughter calls me. Um, it's, it's, um, it's an incredible gift that we can address God in this way once we come to trust in Christ. Uh, our Father, pray to our Father, um, hallowed be thy name. But at the same time, as close as this God is to us, the God who in the story of the prodigal son, as we come back returning from a far country um, where we have spent our time in sin and squalor, uh, and things that are not um, of ultimate significance, but are indeed a waste, things that pull us from God. When we return to the Father, He welcomes us with open arms. Yet this same Father is also holy. And so in this prayer, we demonstrate our respect and we honor our Holy Father, for in Him there is no darkness at all, only light. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. This is about the Father's character. Now the second part of the clause, and we're going to focus predominantly on this this evening, says, well, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the, the version we're going to take. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So naturally, this second section is about the Father's kingdom, right? So, the Father's kingdom. As we pray to our Father, who is also holy, um, we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. We discover that our God and Father also has a kingdom. A kingdom means the domain of the king. There is a space that belongs to God, and we desire, we are praying for that kingdom, that space where God's will is carried out to come here on earth, even as it exists in heaven. And we ask that of our God and Father. So let's keep moving around um, the shape here. So the Father's character, the Father's kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. This next section is about the Father's provision. God provides for us. So let's write that in. The Father's provision. Uh, 
daily bread. We have daily needs. Philip's going to talk about this tomorrow night. I encourage you to tune back in. Same time and place. Uh, the Father provides our daily needs. We have physical needs, food and shelter and clothing. We also have um, emotional and spiritual needs. God attends to all those, not just occasionally, not just weekly on a Sunday, but every day. Our God and Father has a kingdom, and He provides for us. The next part of the phrase is all about, well, uh, gives us our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors or trespasses uh, and, tre- and those who trespassed against us, however you'd like to say that. Um, so it's all about the Father's forgiveness, isn't it? So let's write that in. The Father's forgiveness. Now to this point, um, we have been talking about our relationship with God the Father and His with us. We begin to recognize here in this part of the prayer that um, our sin has implications. God, who has a kingdom, has also given us um, smaller kingdoms, areas uh, where we have influence and where our will holds sway. Um, Occasionally, we will leave our kingdom and infringe upon the kingdom of another. That's sin, right? Uh, We incur a debt that we can't pay. Effectively, when we sin, we are saying to God, what you have given me is not enough, and so I'm going to go take from my neighbor, or I'm going to step inappropriately into my neighbor's domain. Um, We ask forgiveness for that. We begin thinking here about not only our relationship with God, but also with others. And now in this next part of the prayer, we also turn to the world. Um, Lead us not into temptation, we pray. Uh, You can see a movement from our intimate relationship with our Father to the Father's kingdom, to the ways He provides for us daily, to our relationship with others. And now we're out in the world. Lead us not into temptation. It's about the Father's guidance. So let's write that on the board. The Father's guidance. As we move into the world, we are asking God in this section of the prayer that as His beloved children, that He is called into His kingdom for whom He provides daily and uh, to whom He grants forgiveness, washing us clean by the blood of the Lamb. We're asking Him as we move into the world to give us the strength to be in the world in love, in forgiveness, demonstrating the power of the kingdom uh, and the grace of the Son, but not be of the world. Not to have our hearts shaped primarily by worldly thinking, um, which leads us astray. We're asking our Father to guide us in the right way, in the way that is the way, the truth, and the life, in the way of Jesus, in the way that is filled with the power of the Spirit. And then finally, and this isn't in Luke's version, but we're, we're incorporating it here. Uh, we're, we're asking for the Father's protection. Uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Protect us from the evil one. So we're talking about the Father's protection. Father's protection. Uh, there is an evil one who does not desire us to live in the kingdom. 
who does not desire us to live in faithfulness to our God and Father who is also holy, who does not desire us um, to seek our daily sustenance and provision from God, but to go around in the world trying to take it from other folks and to get uh, more of what God perhaps has not chosen to give us. Um, as we do that, uh, the, the evil one wants to lead us astray, wants a, to tempt us in ways that we do not have the strength to overcome. And so uh, all this together constitutes the model prayer that Jesus gives us. We are living in a time where we as Christians can't do a whole, whole lot in the face of um, a virus and a pandemic that is uh, spreading by interaction with other people. So we can't do a whole lot to gather together, to be together in close proximity. But what we can do is we can pray. Jesus commanded it of us. He even gave us a model prayer. How many of us perhaps, um, you know, in, in, uh, in years past and maybe even fairly recently have said, boy, I really, really wish that I could grow in my prayer life. Right now, God has given us a time where we can go deeper in prayer. We can go deeper in our relationship with the Lord um, who fills the heavens, uh, who is everywhere and fills all things by the power of His Spirit in this world, who lives within our hearts, who bids us to come and to join Him upon the throne of our heart, that we might meet with Him there um, in solitude and in stillness and in love. And Jesus has given us a prayer that we can use to begin to enter in. So there's kind of a summary of the Lord's Prayer. Just a, a brief overview I hope that will be of help to you um, as we move into the week and as we go from here. Jot this down, take, take down these notes, and you can begin to think through the different facets of the prayer. But what I'd like to do right now is give you three ways that you can use this prayer to go uh, deeper during this time, during this uh, prayer revival that we are giving ourselves to now um, as believers in Avery County. What I'd like for you to do is, is to think, here's three ways. The first way is to pray this prayer every day. Uh, I didn't do this for a long time. Um, one thing that's really helped me is having children, because when we say our prayers at night, we always pray the Lord's Prayer together. Um, they are five and three. They've known the Lord's Prayer for some time. Isn't it amazing that Jesus gives us a prayer that even, it's simple enough for children to grasp and to pray, but it's also deep enough that we can't, you know, uh, um, plumb the depths of this prayer, though we spend a lifetime praying it. So the first thing I want you to do is just pray it. Pray this prayer that Jesus gave us. Uh, pray it every day. Um, pray this prayer daily. But here's the, here's the thing. I want you to see what sticks. As you pray the Lord's Prayer every day, I want you to pray through each clause. This means you're going to have to go kind of slowly and you're going to have to kind of be patient in each section of it. I want you to pray through the prayer and see what grasps you. Every day the Lord will give you um, a word, give you a, a, something to focus on within this prayer. Um, perhaps you're feeling 
separated from God. And so what you need to do is really meditate and spend some time um, engaging with this. For our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father. Maybe you're feeling distant from God and you, you need to kind of dig in to that relationship with the Father that is the gift of God in Jesus Christ and by the Spirit. Maybe you need to spend a little time you know, as you're in your prayers, uh, you realize as you're praying through this that I've really been having uh, some some difficult times with my spouse. Um, we've been shut up in the house together for how, however long now, and so we're just stepping on each other's toes left and right. And so you realize I I need to spend some time with the Father's forgiveness, asking the Father to forgive me but also forgiving my spouse or my children. Maybe I need to go to them and ask their forgiveness. Um, As you pray through the prayer on a daily basis, I invite you to just every day pause and see which one of these things really grips you, really grabs hold of you. Um, What is God saying to you as you pray through this prayer? What do you need to give greater attention to? Maybe you're feeling particularly tempted in a particular way, and you need to ask God, to protect you from the evil one, to lead you not into temptation, but to to set you free from that, to provide your needs. Maybe you've got some bills in the mailbox and you don't know how in the world we're going to pay for these things because we've been our hours have been cut back for work. And so you ask God to provide for you. So, so figure out which one of these every day as you pray this daily. See which one sticks and which one you need to really offer up to the Lord. The second thing um, I would like you to do is learn to pray this prayer for others. Pray it for others. Um, I imagine you have a number of people on your prayer list. Uh, let's let's even um, combine this with sort of our present circumstance. Let's say one of those folks on your list is sick. Maybe you have a friend, maybe you have a number of friends like I do in different parts of the country who actually have COVID-19. And you'd like to pray for them. As you pray the Lord's Prayer for others, um, let's imagine that someone is sick uh, and you can begin to pray, um, Lord, in your kingdom, there is no more sickness. There's no more sorrow. There are no more tears. There's no more death. Bodily illness does not have a place in your kingdom. So we pray that your kingdom would come for whomever you're praying for. We know that you, this is how we're beginning to draw these things in, we know that you are their loving Father and that you are holy, that you are powerful above all things. We know that you will provide for them and we ask that you provide for them today as they are recovering, as you're bringing healing to their bodies, daily needs, Pray that you provide for them um, the food and water that they need uh, to restore their health. We pray that you would tend not just their bodies, but their souls and their spirits. Uh, And we ask, Lord, um, that you would allow them to uh, forgive others, even in the midst of their own suffering, because we know that when we fail to forgive, it also has implications for us as embodied creatures. We ask that you would free them from temptation to seek um, their hope in any other thing, but to see every good thing that does come to them as coming from your hand. And we pray that you would protect them from the evil one who wants to 
destroy them. See, you see how you could find like whatever it is that you want to pray for another person somewhere in this prayer, and you could work through the prayer in that order. So I want you to pray this prayer every day and see what sticks for you. But then I also would like for you to pray this for other people. Um, you'll find then suddenly you're... I know a lot of folks particularly, I, I feel this way, a lot of folks in our congregation feel this way, I would really like to be able to pray for other people um, in ways that are life-giving, in ways that are faithful to the Scriptures and to Jesus, in ways um, that are powerful and Spirit-filled. Perhaps this could be a way in for you to grow your ability to pray for other people. Not just because you're making stuff up or you're super eloquent, um, Jesus didn't say to use lots of words, did he? He said, pray like this. So use this prayer as a way to pray for others. Um, I think what you'll find uh, as you do this is that there is a real depth to the prayer that Jesus gives us. And so here's the last thing um, that I'm going to share with you. And this is going to kind of come in here to the main clause that we're focusing on tonight. Um, what I'd like each day for you to do is to see how far you can go with this prayer. Um, truly, you cannot uh, uh, you know, kind of mine the depths of, of what God has for us in the Lord's Prayer. And um, what I'd like for you to do is maybe take one section every day. And even as you're reading your scripture for the day, and you're spending time in the Word, uh, maybe think through these different aspects of how Jesus taught us to pray and think, where can I go in the scriptures with these? Uh, in fact, as we do this, what I'd like to do is show how the Lord's Prayer kind of interprets itself. Um, I'm going to draw some arrows that maybe you can fill in as well. So if we're focusing on the Father's kingdom, um, which, by the way, is the very thing that Jesus came to proclaim, in Mark's gospel, begins with his baptism. The father speaks. Um, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The spirit descends in the form of a dove. The light's on Jesus as he passes beneath the water and as John lifts him up. As he joins us um, in, in a re representative way in our fallen state, he kind of joins himself to our life through that baptism. Um, and then he comes up out of the water, and he goes into the wilderness, is tempted, does not succumb. And the very first thing he does after that is he begins to go place to place and proclaim a message. Remember what that is? Repent and believe, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe, for the kingdom of heaven is here. That's the summary message. That's the first thing Jesus says as he steps into his active ministry in the world. Repent and believe for the kingdom of God. The kingdom is the core of uh, his message. It's at the center of everything that he is saying. He's inviting you into the kingdom. Uh, so let's understand what the kingdom is. We, we could go to Revelation 21, which gives us this amazing picture of what happens when heaven does come down to earth. A new uh, heavenly Jerusalem comes down out of heaven from God, and a new heaven and a new earth is begun. For the first heaven and the first earth and the sea have passed away and are no more. Um, in this kingdom, which shall last into all eternity, 
God's place is with his people, and he will dwell with us and we with our God. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Uh, death will be no more. Um, we could look at Revelation 21 and see a picture of the kingdom. Uh, we could look at Jesus' own life, beginning with uh, Mark's gospel, where he announces the presence of the kingdom that is present in himself. He's bringing and ushering in the kingdom of God in the world. We could look at his parables, right? Where he talks about the kingdom of God is like a treasure that a man finds in a field and he goes and sells everything he has and comes back and buys the field. It is precious, the kingdom of God is. Um, it is like a pearl, the pearl of great price, which is a very similar story. It is like um, uh, the tiny grain of a mustard seed. That it, it is so small, yet when it flourishes, it becomes a mighty tree. Uh, we could look at Jesus, not just his teaching of the parables about the kingdom, but how his own life embodies it and brings it into the world. We could think about the ways that he heals people. Everywhere he goes, people are crying out, have mercy on me, and he always does. He comes and he heals those who are sick and lame and leprous. I mean, he touches uh, people that no one else dared to touch. Um, he met with sinners and ate with them. Uh, having mercy upon those who knew they needed him most. And principally, we see Jesus bearing forth the kingdom life in this last holy week that we've been celebrating. Um, the last week of his life, we gathered disciples in the upper room and washed their feet. Lord of heaven and earth, cleansing uh, the dirt-covered feet of his disciples, showing us that he washes us too. Then he invited them to a table, even as you can see the Lord's table there. He invites us to his table. He washes us in the waters of baptism. He brings us to his table where he makes a covenant with us, a new promise that the kingdom will become real for us as we have faith in him and as we come and receive his body, which is broken on the cross, his blood, which is poured out on the cross. We see the kingdom life, how Jesus' reign, how the space where Jesus, our king, rules, uh, does not take shape by way of force or power or bullying or domination, but Jesus actually brings about his kingdom reign uh, by mercy, by acts of service and love, washing feet. As I have loved you, love one another, he gives us that commandment. Uh, he brings us to a table where we share in his resurrection life by also sharing in his death. Where we come to be transported into the kingdom by also undergoing that same baptism that he underwent in the Jordan River, um, where the Father speaks to us, you are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased, and gives us the gift of the Spirit. Uh, we see all of that unfolding in this last week, principally as he goes to the cross, gives his life for us, offers us the, the gift of forgiveness um, but then we see that joined too to this empty tomb because death couldn't hold Jesus. Um, he has done away with our sins, but now he is raised to new life, not as um, an enlivened corpse that will die again, but as the beginning of a new creation, the new kingdom, uh, a new heaven and a new earth that has begun that takes shape in Jesus. We see all of these things um, in so many parts of the Scripture. But what I want to show you is how we can think about the kingdom in terms of the very prayer Jesus gives us to pray. So if we want to think about the kingdom and pray for the kingdom to come, 
we can think of it like this. I invite you to draw these arrows in here. So if we're thinking about the kingdom that we're asking God to bring into the world, we can pray for it and understand that this kingdom is the kingdom of our God and Father who is holy, who's adopted us through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus our Lord. We can think about the Father's kingdom in terms of the place where the Father always provides for us. There's no want in the kingdom of our God and Father. We can think about the kingdom in light of the forgiveness that God gives to us. It is a place where, the, where sin is no more because we have been washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. The kingdom is the place where the Father leads us in ways that protect us from temptation. Uh, and it is also the place where, where our Father guards us from the enemy and from the evil one. In fact, it is the place where the evil one has no, no place, no sway, um, no hold whatsoever. Because in the kingdom of our God and Father, all is light. He is the Father of lights and there is no darkness at all. So why don't we try that? I hope that this has perhaps been helpful to you as we're thinking about the Lord's Prayer and thinking about the kingdom in particular and maybe a way that you can continue to go deeper in your own life of prayer um, as we're having this prayer revival. Um, let's try it. Let's pray. Focusing mainly on this kingdom, but asking God to come and to join us, um, who is our good Father. Let's do that, and we'll close. <clears throat> Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we bow before you in humble thanks and adoration. We're thankful that you are our Father, that you have claimed us as your own, that you have wrapped us in your arms, we who come running to you. You have wrapped us in your arms, um, that are your Son and the Spirit. In doing that, you draw us close to your heart. You love us with a fatherly and a tender affection. We can cry out to you, Abba. We can speak to you intimately and from the depths of our hearts. Lord, you are also holy. And so as we give thanks for the relationship you've given us. We give thanks for making us your children. We also recognize that you are good and your steadfast love endures forever, that you are holy and that you are righteous and that in you there is no darkness at all. And as we acclaim who you are, as we think about your character and your identity you have graciously revealed to us, we ask that it would come um, that you would come to us in such a way that we become a part of your kingdom. We ask that your kingdom would come into this world, into our country, into Avery County, and even into our own lives and hearts, into our homes, into our, the lives of our families. And we pray that as your kingdom expands, as the domain of your influence and rule grows in us and in the places around us, we pray that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Create, O oh Lord, as we look out upon this world, a greater desire 
for that to be the case. We can see pandemic, we can see suffering, we can see death, we can see war, we can see famine, we can see, disease, we can see so many things that are not of your kingdom. Uh, create in our hearts a deep longing and a yearning to see your kingdom come. And use us, Lord, as your servants in that kingdom, we who are also your children. As we pray for your kingdom to grow, we know that it is the place where you provide for the daily needs of those who belong to you. You make the sun to shine on the righteous and the just and the unjust alike, Lord. You provide for your people and you provide for the world. And so we ask that as your kingdom grows, uh, it will be a place of abundance, a place of, um, of great harvest for all to share. We pray, Lord, that there would not be any want, any need um, that cannot go unmet by your fatherly hand. And we pray that you would use us uh, your children who have been called into life in your kingdom to be those who share with our neighbors um, the provision that they need. Lord, as we uh, pray for these things, we also know that we fall short. Um, we pronounce, we proclaim, we share the good news of your kingdom, and yet we do not live in it. Um, we seek to take back for ourselves space that rightly belongs to you. And for all the ways that we do that, Lord, we ask your forgiveness. And even as we are being forgiven and have been forgiven in Jesus, we ask that we would become a people who loves to forgive and who eagerly forgives those around us so that the pleasant and pleasing aroma of your kingdom might spread and might grow so that others might be drawn in to a place of forgiveness of love. In your kingdom, there is forgiveness. And we thank you, Father, for that. For that mercy. We also ask, Lord, for your guidance. The kingdom is a place where there's no darkness. There's not, we cannot be tempted beyond our means. Make us like Jesus, our King, who in the wilderness was tempted by the devil but did not succumb. Um, ground us in the power of your word, uh, with, which we can use to combat the enemy who seeks our destruction and downfall. Protect us, Lord. Guard us so that all that we do and all that we are might be to your honor and glory, our holy God and our holy Father, who meets us in Jesus, who empowers us by the Spirit, who gives us the gift of prayer, so that we might come before your throne as your children and experience your love. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus, our risen and reigning Lord. Amen. Thank you for this time uh, that we've been able to spend together. Uh, God bless you. I'm proud of you for the time that you've spent, uh, for sticking with me, for praying this prayer. Um, we hope that Avery County indeed might become a place where the love of the Father is known, where the grace of Jesus Christ is shared, and where the blessing and the presence of the Holy Spirit um, infuses all of our lives with a glory and a mercy and a grace that testifies to God's goodness. God bless all of you. I look forward to seeing you soon. I'll be praying for you. Check in tomorrow night to hear from Philip. Bye-bye.